Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena. We have our other host, Justin, with us. And thanks for listening in. We're happy to have you joining us. Today's a Q&A episode. Uh, so if these are your favorite, it's a lucky day for you. Today's question is, how do you as a leader encourage honest, open team member dialogue? So I'm really excited for this question, um, just for Justin to share his experience, for us to have a good conversation on this, and hopefully for it to help several other leaders. So thanks for being here. And hey, Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And I love this question. So will you repeat it one more time, Elena, for everyone? Of course. It's a little bit longer, so I will repeat it again. It's how do you as a leader encourage honest, open team member dialogue? Okay, awesome. So a few podcasts ago when I, I think I was stressed and I just got out of the hospital from whatever was going on with my heart at the time. I talked about servant leadership and with how it sort of imploded in the stress. Okay. And there's a lot of things. And one of the things I talked about is how the complaints flow uphill and it basically surmounts everything at the top. Okay. But what I've been able to do then is take some time and re break down everything and come back together. And this question is a perfect question on how to answer this because The problem is, is honesty is a relative term, okay? And we have an open, we try to lead with an open heart. We, and so we kind of have an open heart policy, but that is not the same as an open door policy, okay? So it's going to tie into a core value here a little bit, but this one is in particularly important. If my door is open all the time to hear anyone and allow anyone in to hear whatever's going on in the organization, what has happened and what happened to us in a very quickly form, whether it's been years or whatever, as we've sort of moved towards this type of culture, but also then move suddenly to be more servant-based as we, um, we developed as a company, and grew and changed sort of our direction as we went through COVID, we discovered that, you know, servant-based leadership and we need to spread our responsibility and more ownership and go with a more purpose-based leadership style versus, you know, what we're seeing, which was ego-based. And in the process, we somehow did an open door policy subconsciously. It just became something that we sort of are like, oh, this is a best practice, even though we are trying to lead with an open heart. And so here's the difference. Honesty by many, 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 many people in today's world, especially with therapy and everything else means I'm going to dump everything. Honestly, my opinion about other people, my opinion about how other people do their jobs, my opinion about 
how other people eat, so on and so forth. That's not what this means. That's for a therapist or for whoever or the negativity you want to spill on someone else. That's not, that does not belong in a leadership world. It does not belong in the world. And usually people are complaining about something about someone because they're coveting something from that person that they want or jealousy or whatever. And all the above is a sin if you're a Christian, right? So usually criticizing, gossiping, and allowing that in the office and an open door policy allows a lot of negativity and a lot of what I would call sinning into your organization because it causes a toxic environment. And so the stress that I was feeling was because of that, as we allowed it and as we've been more servant based, what we also allowed in is sort of this open door policy subconsciously where people would come in the door and air all of their grievances with everyone, including the organization. That's not what an open heart is. Leading with an open heart is means I have compassion for what you're going through, and I have sympathy for you. But if you want to start talking about other people or negatively spinning people or tearing down people, that doesn't belong here. And when that stuff starts to go on, an open door policy quickly becomes there's a lack of honesty and character in your company. And so how do we foster honesty and open communication? And what was the other part of the question, Elena, just so I remember again? It was encouraging honest, open team member dialogue. Honest, open team member dialogue. So one of the things to do it in a team base is you don't isolate everyone into open door policies where they can talk trash about each other. It just festers a lack of team um, work for sure. The next thing is you have to define the boundaries, again, by which the team is successful. Um, that honest conversation is accepted, but what is it accepted by? Because, again, if it's all open honesty, that's not a place to air all the laundry or all everyone's opinions, because I get it. Opinions are honest to the person saying them. I get the whole argument. I don't believe that to be true, but okay. I see it. Okay. Honesty is not that honesty is that I can say my point of view backed from facts and experience and exposure to have a legitimate conversation with someone that's where I'm legitimizing that my opinion or my feelings are actually backed by fact or some factual thing or some pattern of behaviors that lead you to believe that way, but you've got to be able to talk about it. So honest, open communication comes from one, it being a safe place, but two, not making it unsafe where we get too deep into personal stuff or things. Like, I don't think that, I think that stuff can exist in the work world and we can lead with an open heart and understand people's, the things that go on in their personal lives. I just don't think it's about other people to talk about. I think it tears apart your organization and it takes away from uh, the energy that needs to be put into positive things or open and honest communication. And in organizations that 
suffer from too much open doors or too much egos in a business, you can't have the honest, open communication that require that is required for teamwork to be successful or encourage teamwork. So it's hard to imagine, but the more we kind of let go and we develop individuals and we wholeheartedly demonstrate through every one of our actions, the growth and the humans around us, they start to see that they can believe in us and it's safe. And what we're saying is true for us as well. And therefore it's a place to start to encourage honesty and open communication. A lot of organizations, especially older ones fall into traps where people try to own information or own gossip because that's value to them. Okay. But gossip, even true or not true, it's not honesty in the work environment. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, it doesn't belong there. Okay. And unless it directly affects the organization or people, the way they interact with each other, it doesn't belong there. And yes, can gossip be about character and can you figure out character and can, whether they have core values, not sure. But if you're trying to build an honest team with open communication, there has to be consequences for not having open, honest communication. What does that look like? What are the rewards for having open, honest communication? I know it's hard to say because you don't want to punish people for not being open and encourage them not to be open even more. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, is the consequence that they don't rise up in the company because then leadership is being open and honest? And do you tie that to the reward? Is open and honesty a core value for your company that you recognize in people? And when you do, you know, not only one-on-one reviews with your team members, do you talk about these things that are, you know, a little bit character building and honesty being one of them and and talk about that as one of their qualities, not just whether they do their job function well or their job duties. So all of those things um, foster, encourage, fertilize, whatever word you want to use, honest, open communication and teamwork. So what are your thoughts, Elena? I thought this was an interesting question uh, because originally when you started explaining, it took a turn into um, team member dialogue, meaning team members bringing things you know, to the service. And it sounded like bringing things to management, bringing things to those in charge and whatnot. Um, when I heard the question originally, I was thinking, how do you encourage team members to basically talk amongst themselves um, and to discuss things, you know, without needing that leadership or that manager or that person um, in the hierarchy to, to be a part of that conversation. So it was interesting to hear your take on, you know, what this question really meant 
And this was a question that you had, you know, come up with and wanted to cover. And so hearing, you know, just have how people can have two different perspectives on the same leadership question because of just their experiences. Um, and, you know, your experience being different than mine within the context of what you were asking um, was really interesting. So it definitely took a took a turn that I wasn't prepared or to discuss or thinking about. But after you share more about that, it's definitely understandable. Um, and I'd like to go a little bit more into maybe what you mean by how you have established an open door or open heart policy and just distinguishing between the two. And I think maybe we could do another episode on this because I think a lot of leaders, especially in new organizations today, um, in startups and smaller brands and smaller companies, they do have, you know, there is a hierarchy established, but they do also have that open door, you know, kind of we want to know how you feel. We want to know how you're feeling. A lot of, you know, employee surveys go on and in newer companies. And that's something people experience and talk about a lot, even just on social media, um, different articles and things. So I'd like to hear a little bit more if you're open to sharing that, um, kind of when that started, is that something that you came into, into the company or something you tried to establish recently within the company of the open door policy versus the open heart policy? What do you mean by that? We didn't actually encourage it. I think there's a lot of that, this openness and open door policy kind of leadership stuff that goes on right now. Um, and I think that it trended probably a lot in the 2000s, maybe, and, and 2010s. Um, and because of that, what happened is we've literally opened our door and we have these open offices and people can walk in and everything's an open conversation and we mistake open door for open conversation. And by the physically leaving our door open all the time and, you know, being open to the world and seeing as accessible, we became so accessible that we, be, we started dealing with people's problems at work. And I don't mean that there isn't a soft place and we shouldn't understand the human wholeheartedly. But at some point, if you focus too much on the individual's problems, it takes away from everyone else and the actual business. So can you help people? Can you have an open heart? So what do I mean by open heart? Um, it means I have a compassion and understanding for the person. If someone's father passes away, I can be like, okay, like what happened? Do you want time off? And the person could be there. Yes, I need X, Y, Z days off. Or um, do you need a hug? Um, no, yes. You give them an option, a comfort. In today's work world, you know, everyone's like, you can't do that. Okay, but we can allow people to dump their feelings on us, but we can't give a hug. It's an interesting concept. But um, and then uh, you can really try to understand what the person's trying to do, right? Do they need time off? Do they want to work more? And if they want to work more, most likely they want you to give them more work during that time because they're wanting to get their mind off. And if they're wanting to go away, you know, you can say, oh, what are the things I can help you with? Um, let's get you out of here now, if you want to get out of here now, but what can I do to take things off your plate during this time? And how can I help you reassign 
anything if need be. Like those are compassionate, open heart things that are major that we can have an open heart about. But dealing with an opinion of another team member on a daily basis, that's not an open door policy. That's, I don't even know what we call that. It's not even a school counselor. It's, I don't even know, it's a revolving door of tears and depression and positivity in the managers who have those open door policies lose ambition, lose purpose, and end up being the ones that um, get it the worst. They end up getting it the worst about the gossip and the name calling in the long run because they're now the safe place to do it. So not only the safe place to do it, but they're also the safe person to talk about because they don't think there'll be any repercussions because they talk so openly with this person about other people without any repercussions. So that is a deadly sin in your organization because you totally unintentionally by trying to be a good leader become a horrible leader and not only that you've just turned public opinion against you and you don't want to do anything to be manipulative but i will tell you that there's certain ways you can help humans that lead to not only taking advantage of you but also feeling free enough without consequences by talking about other people to do it about you too. And it's like a teacher in school. We've all had him. He wanted to be the cool teacher and he wanted everyone to like him. And no one by then this semester, no one took that teacher seriously or his class. We've all been there. It's a prime example. We've all had that teacher that wanted to be the cool guy. And liked by everyone. And what happens in the end? Kids are smoking pot in the back of the classroom. You know, whatever, nothing against pot, but I'm just using it as an example. It's not something you should do during school hours or if you're not 18, in case anyone's listening legally. But in those states that it's legal in. <laughs> but, but what I am saying is that it's all like, the culture, the environment, it's not the students in this case that are misbehaving. It's not the employees that are misbehaving. It's the leadership style that's backfiring on you. And a lot of these individuals that have these open door policies that get overwhelmed with it, they don't even realize what's going on and they never recover. And in fact, they start hitting the gas harder on the open door policy in their next business because they can't figure out why it went wrong and they must have done something wrong with it and they push harder on it. And it is this downward spiral that I will take down careers, especially leaders, especially managers, and they do not recover. And the confidence is gone thereafter if it keeps repeating itself. It's not a spiral you want to get into. So that's my opinion. Um, I don't know how I got down that tangent. Sorry about that. But I think it's pretty important topic. Just saying. I got fired up there for a second. Yeah, I think that that really answered the question and just made things, you know, really understandable for people to kind of understand why, where this question came from and why, why it's important. And I guess we can wrap up by, you know, discussing in terms of what I was thinking the question was going to be in reference to of encouraging honest, open team member dialogue between team members. Um, Obviously, 
when you are working within a small team or a large team, any kind of leader, any kind of manager, you are managing a lot of different relationships that you in conversations that you may not even be a part of or ever know about. So what are some of the things that you have done um, within a growing company? I know you, you will share how you started, you know, when this company was very small, um, just within your family and obviously it's grown. And now there are people that work in the facilities and people who, you know, work actually on the floor. So many people in different positions that aren't manager or leadership positions. So how do you encourage, you know, team healthy team member dialogue? What are some of the parameters and expectations that you set up um, just to really establish that within your company, whether it's within the leadership team or just within, you know, the team members who are actually out on the floor working with one another? Uh, what are some ways that people who are in those leadership positions can try to have healthy conversations and employee relationships? Um, just ask the question for me one more time, uh, Elena, just so I'm clear. Yes. How do you encourage those employees or team members in different areas of the business, not just the leadership team? So even people who may work in the facility back in the kitchens or whatever it may be, how do you set the tone or encourage, uh, like the question asked, open team member and honest team member dialogue between team members? I mean, for me, for FSP, for any organization I've been in that's been successful or sports team, the leadership aspect of the organization or the team has to flow through every position. So leadership is one of those three skills we talked about on the previous podcast the growth, the leadership, and the skill. And with that being said, you have to be able to, hmm, I don't even know how to put this. Leadership has to transcend the positions and the hierarchy. So even though there's leadership in the hierarchy, in the management structure, directors, managers, executives, so on and so forth, coordinators, all the different de definitions of titles as you move up an organization and while they're there. The most important thing is leadership. So how do I do it? I work with every member I can, especially in Georgia, um, since it's the newest and most improved one. And every time we go through this, I improve the method, but I work a lot more with the individuals, especially in a group setting on growth, personal growth, growth at work and growth in their communities. And we talk a lot about that type of stuff and the meaning and giving purpose to our jobs and our careers and what we do 40 to 50 hours a week on average. And so to do that, um, to encourage that honesty in that format, they have to see that I am who I say I am and I'm trying to do what I say I'm going to do. And so honesty in this case, most of the time comes at the cost of me taking big steps, delivering on those steps and uh, completing the tasks I say I'm going to do or whatever the growth that I say we're going to do. That gives credibility. It also keeps you balanced for not being too outlandish. 
But in that, humans build trust. And in that trust, then you can start having honest dialogue about the business, about growth, about the growth of the human, um, not necessarily the negatives. Because again, as we've talked about, if you can focus on those positive aspects of a human and make them into superpowers, the human will eventually have to deal with the negatives in one way, shape, or form. And you'd rather them have a lot of strength to balance out that battle than not be prepared. Because too many people get in the battle with their negative past or the chip on their shoulders or their shadows or their masks or whatever you want to call it. And they haven't harnessed their superpowers to help get them through their journey. And they get mediocre or they're scared to move forward or they become paralyzed in life and their own mind becomes their own inability to move forward. So the opposite of honesty and open communication is you go backwards and you start to wilt. It's like food without water. I mean, it's like plants without water. Sorry. I guess food in that case. And sort of that case. And so it's that. How do we, as humans, foster honesty and open communication? We demonstrate ourselves. And we also have discipline everywhere in our lives and do what we say we're going to do. Uh, Cause that's how trust is built. So thank you, Elena. Uh, anything else there? I hope that that answered the question. It did. I think that that made a lot of sense and I appreciate you breaking that down for everybody. And thanks so much. Thanks everyone for listening in today. Awesome. <laughs>